Oh my, the world, it's quite jaded recently. What's become of it? It's, it's become a jaded world. Hi everyone, I am MJ. Welcome to our podcast, A Jaded World, where we talk about love and lifestyle in a jaded world. This is my partner and co-host. Yo, what's up? I'm Peter Teabags. I don't normally sound like this, but sometimes, every once in a while, this is where I go. My pronouns are he, they, them. I am a gender non-conforming queer, and I am out there sometimes. So, And like, we genuinely enjoy talking about things in this jaded world. So here we are. Today's topic, we're diving right in. Diving right in. Ooh. What are we going to talk about? Oh, I'm man. spinning the fidget spinner. Are we talking about... Why does it always have to be me? Just kidding. It's like uh, you, you played the victim. I sure did. That's what you were told throughout your life. But okay. this, and this story is... One it time is... you cheated on me, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, we're polyamorous now, but, so it's a different dynamic, but, like, you cheated on me one time. Um. It sucked. It really did. And it didn't just suck for you. It sucked for me. I, we wrote a story about your experience with how it affected you in the church that we were part of, but Mm -hmm. today we're gonna, you can read about it on our website, mjadedworld.com. But we're talking today about how infidelity can affect an actual relationship. Like, she dealt with it on that end, but we have been now married 15 years. Right. This happened about three years into our marriage. And I would say that we're genuine. Like, I'm not walking on eggshells around you. I'm not looking over your shoulder to see what you're doing like oh, that's no, no, not no. a thing we have, we have a very healthy open communication relationship it's and to be honest we did back then as well so it's you know every infidelity situation is very unique and different and i'm not saying like mine is justified in any way but it's taken us a long time and like especially for me to process why I did that, why that happened. And you didn't have answers for a long time, just simply because it it didn't make sense. Yeah, it was, uh, you had a short-term affair with somebody that I worked with. Yep. I worked very closely with this person. Uh, I babysat their children. And that's how the relationship began. And there were some flirty texts, which I was aware of. You didn't hide them. You were a flirty person. Yeah. I had never shied away from that part of you. Um, No, you were always very accepting of that. I mean, that's one of the reasons you were attracted to me, because I was so flirtatious. I mean, so right here, we can tell there's two perspectives of it. Right. My perspective of that day starts when I was coming home from the gym, and and I noticed that you had 
a text on Facebook that said, I love my life. And, and it seemed weird. And I liked it, but I was hopeful and it was maybe it was positive. And then... Oh, right. So I was trying to manifest, right? But I remember that my next exposure to the event is that night when I had been called in from... I got called into work to fix an emergency broken water line. Didn't get very far. They said, called us up and said, you don't have to come in. I came home. You were in the bathroom crying. I asked what was wrong. And then you told me. So that's my perspective of the story. That's how it all began. Right. Um, so I've been talking to them for probably a few months before that. And you knew that, like you said. Um, and... You know, back then, I I constantly said, like, I don't know why it happened. It doesn't make sense why it happened. But it happened because I am desperate for love and attention. And um, that's hard to admit. Like, it's hard to say, like, this was full on. I just wanted more. Not and not that you weren't giving me that, right? I was working a lot, but still, I, I was in a culture that we valued working. Yeah, thirty I hours don't extra want it overtime. To feel like, but yes, we I should wasn't talk there. about the partnership because that I mean that plays a huge role in infidelity situations. You know, are you checking in on your partner? You know, right. if you if you do have to work a lot, how are they handling it? If they're the ones at home with the kids, what are they going through? You know, at that time, we had our two children. We had two foster children. So it we had four children, two and under. Plus, I was babysitting for as many people as I could to help supplement income, right? So, I mean, there were days that I had eight or nine kids a day. Mm -hmm. You even had a job working for an adoption agency, uh, babysitting oh, yeah. so that for... Was, I think that was a little bit later on. Was it? Okay. Maybe not. I don't know. Either but... way, you, you've watched a lot of kids. And that, that was my day. I had interaction with children. So to have attention from someone, you know, to to feel that desire. The only I, adults you'd saw that you had come in contact with were the parents of the children that you. Yeah, absolutely. And we're um, watching. That doesn't justify what I did. Like, I I've owned up to what I did. I I've definitely felt that peace and forgiveness from Pete and. I feel like I have forgiven myself, but there are times where, you know, I do, you know, crawl back into that hole. I, I just did it so that people would think I was amazing. <laughs> like whenever, um, like, honestly, I think that's what our families would say about us. Like 
they're not actually happy. It's they're like, just look how forgiving this motherfucker yeah. is. Because I would say there's a good portion of society that has that one cutoff. If you cheat, we are through. I am done. Like I, I would ask, say, most couples would. I ask: Is that an? Is that? Could that be conditioned or considered unconditional love? If you were going into it saying, oh, if they cheat, I am out. Can you no longer say, I love them unconditionally? No, I love them on the condition that they respect this. Yeah. But at the same time, people need to be held accountable for their actions. Like, don't cheat. It sucks. (laughs) And it's going to suck for the person who cheats, too. So... And actually, it's gonna this, happen. Though, this so. is a good opportunity to bring up a TV show we're watching right now. I don't know how it took us so long to find this show, but um, Grace and Frankie. Oh, Grace and Frankie. Old know, people, I love them. Oh my Lily god, Lily Tomlin like, is my favorite. I really feel like I just want to be Frankie when I grow up. But you know, on that show, they're dealing with infidelity. And we just finished the very first season, so. There's a shocking twist of infidelity. Yeah. On a show based on infidelity. Yeah, absolutely. Like the, the first show, they. It's come. a very positive, uplifting yeah. show. Everybody's genuinely doing that, trying to do their best throughout. And it's great to see the progress, so. But it, and it takes it in a realistic manner because people take some paths are gravel roads right so anyway check out that show it's a lot of fun but also put that on a poster <laughs> yeah peter teabags some paths are gravel roads and so back to the infidelity i um i had obviously been talking to the I will give you all of the water for the rest of forever. As long as there's water to give, if it is within my reach, I will give it to you unless it is poisoned water. And like, well, if, what if I'm Dumbledore and I'm telling you I have to drink those poisoned water? No, I'll be like, hey, we could figure something out. We're magic folk. <sighs> it's got to be some spell. Like, it doesn't have to make person die now. Like... If it's not, if it's, if it's poison, if it's poison drink, I'm not giving it to you. That's my point. You're safe on that matter. All right. So. We need to dive into this and get it recorded. So you, you cheated on me, which ultimately means you betrayed my trust and. Are you recording? Yeah, I'm recording. I like drinking water and being a slob. Oh yeah, that's, that's why I love you. Um, okay. <laughs> um. We, but we got through it. We got through it. How did we get through it? So How the hell did we get through it? Because it was hard. Um, you came home that night. I knew that I after didn't eat it, for a couple of days. Oh, it was, I mean, it was hell. Okay, so. That's, it was a great weight loss plan for the unhealthy. Get cheated on by your spouse unexpectedly. It just like completely. But yeah, why are you doing that? <laughs> Bombarded, right? What a word. But is it, wouldn't that describe how you felt by that situation? 
Yeah, I you was. Come home. I'm ball. Uh, like I remember I, being it, fetal position, bawling my eyes out. So this is like twelve o'clock at night. Excuse me. And I knew, like, getting into bed, not having you there, it was. And it had just happened this afternoon. Yeah, it was hell. While I was at I, work, and there was no way. Then I came home. We had our family night and went to bed. Got called out to work. Oh. Came home. It's like, oh, what's happening? Oh, she's crying in the bathroom. Is there a pregnancy afoot? Because oh. Mormons, you know, the yeah. type. Well, that's what you thought. Fuck. So just. I like, mean, couldn't you blame me? No, I can't blame you. So you went from expecting to be bringing another child in the world to potentially your wife just destroyed your life. I mean, it's a way a person could look oh. at it. But yeah, so work on what it actually <laughs> was. What I actually saw it as is my wife messed up and did something that she clearly knows that she was wrong. Like she's this is her physical reaction to this thing, and yeah, like to tell me about it immediately. And so, I mean, obviously, contrition goes a long way. Contrition. Contrition. Yeah, don't say it like a weirdo. I love when you say things like a weirdo, but not not that one. I'm not I'm even trying. Okay. Show a little so, contrition for your mispronunciation of the word. Contrition. It seems like it should be contrition, but now that I'm saying it, that sounds really weird. So just say it 15 more times in a row with no other words in between. <laughs> And see. Oh no, I'm Ted Lassoing. What does he call it? Uh, what do they call it? Okay. We, anyway, so we never I did told find out what they called it, folks. Pete that night. Um, I knew I couldn't live with myself. I remember being in a ball in so much pain, and then the complete horror on Pete's face as I said it. Like the first thing I heard was like, I "You're knew. gonna hate me." Yeah, I I truly thought that my life was over. I thought he was going to take the kids. Um, and I had that like overwhelming feeling that that's what I deserved. I deserved to be alone and you live deserve, in my misery. You deserve <laughs> to be the old crazy lady out on the streets of Sweeney Todd yelling yeah. about the truth. The only one who knows there's meat, there's people in those pies, you know, Ew. there's people in those pies guys. They might meet a good barber, and she might be, all of a sudden, her meat pies are good. But there's meat in them, and he's killing the people up there. So pay attention to the demon barber. Is <laughs> okay, so that's one of the first things that allowed us to truth. get through this, right? Was yeah. the fact that I told you immediately, and you could see that I was hurt. It, it's fine. Um Right? Okay. First step. Be sorry about what you did. Because if you're not sorry, why are you staying? Leave that person. If you don't feel bad about it. Don't you think? Exactly. It's like. Um, but are, we've always been that way. We've always been are very you, much like, like. Leave if you're done. <laughs> we get it. You're sorry and you mess up. But like. You're say sorry. But you're planning tomorrow afternoon. 
I'm to gonna go, I'm gonna person. just say yeah. it, that, that act of contrition hits a little bit different than the uh, telling right away and not like and also there's you I didn't Although catch you I would have I did yeah. not know that's one coworker did give me a warning like say hey something's really who yeah and uh, the one I did some side jobs with and crushed well, me with a backhoe. Oh. I shouldn't say names. Yeah, but you didn't say the name anyway, so it's fine. Okay, good. Um, um, crushed you with it? Yeah, I was under fixing a chain up to it so we could pull a... Jeez, why were you in construction? Yeah, so that guy warned me about, uh, about it at one point, and I thought, I trust my wife. There's... And I almost remember you talking about it, and I was like, like it hadn't happened like, yet. Oh. You had like kissed in a parking lot or something, I think. Yeah, I mean, it nothing had happened. Like it was strictly just texting and calling. And that but shit. it was getting, and, and like I knew that you had to... been sending people pictures. That's not uncommon. It was yeah. something that happened from time to time. It's always been part of who you are. Right. Like, we learned to make it know, work for us. I know that eventually. a lot of people, like, or I feel like a lot of people would come to you and be like, hey, your wife, and you're like, yeah. And <laughs> so thank you for being understanding. So, like, step one is stop. You have to stop. That's just, you have, if you want to fix the relationship, you gotta stop. Uh, that's number one. You don't even, if you, if you're gonna be sorry, be sorry by stopping. Then figure it out. Step two is you gotta assess the situation. What is going on? What and you gotta do this quickly. Like this is top priority. Was everything that happened? Was it on board? Was there was it something that you wanted? Was it consensual? That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Evaluate that. Bring that into it. And do you wanna keep doing this? There's no shame in that because people do grow from in relationships in strange ways. So if you want to keep doing it, take that into account that you need to know if you want to, to decide whether or not you're actually going to stop. So all these personal things you've got to figure out pretty damn quick because the longer it takes to figure any of this out, the harder it's going to be to get through the pain, the stronger that pain is going to be. So you fucked up, you did whatever, let's move on, get on to it. Got to spill your guts. We already kind of talked about that. Uh-huh. M told her story, like she stopped the same day. I came home, spilled her guts and and I think it's important to be prepared to be sensitive to what they need. Like they might, as you tell your partner, you know, what happened, they might want details and that's difficult to, I mean, Pete, you definitely needed that aspect of knowing every detail. And I think it's important to just be like, that's how we got through it is I was, it sucks, but I was willing to do whatever you needed to process the pain that I had caused you. And um, 
I think that is a big portion of what helped you is that I recognized this is what they need. This is what I'm going to get them. And I, you never hid anything from me. If I asked a question, you were yeah. right there with me. And, and I'm that, sorry if some of that might have been traumatizing for you um, to you know, force you to relive. I don't or... think it was. Um, I, I know. know I, I know. I was just... a baby for a while, and I like wouldn't go to our living room, to the to the room where it happened. That's how you process. And I threw the. I'm. I made you take the couch out onto the cur into the curb. Here, enjoy infidelity couch, free neighbors. Yeah, I mean that was obvious, but whoops. Whatever. I mean. I mean, I didn't make you. I just wasn't gonna sit on it anymore because I was a baby. I was twenty something. We weren't even twenty five. Yeah, I don't think. Man, we... kids that are in their twenties are stupid. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Honestly, Kyle. I just highly recommend waiting until you're 25 to make any like major life decisions. Yeah, you don't know shit about fuck before that. And but try like, to go to a school, too. I don't know. Something. Like, learn a thing, maybe? Ugh, okay. So, Step whatever. Three. It helps that I told you everything. And yeah, spill your guts. And... Because if you're hiding something, if anything, if you don't tell everything, you're never gonna something's going to come trust. up. Something's going to come yeah. up and it's going to feel like it was hidden. Absolutely. So get it all out there. And that was difficult. There were, I mean, like, you honestly don't remember every detail of every situation. So I remember you asking, like, certain things and I was just like, I really do not know. Because I would, in my mind, I would think, oh, what about this situation when I yeah. was with you? Or with a situation when I was with him at work? Mm -hmm. And I know that something was happening. So I'd feel hurt again. And I'd ask yeah. you. And it wasn't demanding a response to it. It was asking for guidance through it. Like, how did this happen? Why? And... We ended up figuring out why it happened. You were lonely. You needed something that you weren't getting. It's you were a stay-at-home mom, and there's a lot of despair in being yeah. a, in being a stay-at-home mom. It's a beautiful choice if it works for you, but it can be lonely. It's very lonely. That's why parenting <sighs> groups are important. But unfortunate choice. Es oh it's especially difficult when you're a stay-at-home mom who does tend to lean alternative mm -hmm. in a very conformative community that your entire Ooh. life you've tried to fit into. So you were on an island. It really was. It was. They they weren't. They were welcoming to you. Time. Yeah. They in our neighborhood. Me. Yeah. But you didn't fit. No. I never really have. So when this, I'll call him a douchebag. I don't actually really hold any ill will toward him at this point. But yeah, it just, the name fits and I don't want to use the real name. Yeah. But So I'll just say douchebag. Fair enough. I mean, I, I started to coming say on to you and you were still... receptive as a young child, barely old enough to drink legally. Oh my God. Trying to manage a home with three to four children, depending on the time. And 
your husband is away working long hours to support time, yeah. those children. Although but you have I, this attention, so it was. I do think we should discuss that we, me and you, had a very healthy relationship. Yeah, we. So we had I don't some... want to say just because you have a healthy relationship, you're good to go. You are going to have these type of threats to your marriage throughout. Throughout it, right? Like, there's always going to be that, and just because you have a healthy relationship, doesn't necessarily mean you're safe from the attacks, right? Because me and you we're very very <clears throat> communicative like we let each other know where we were at all the time we were um flirtatious with one another still we we were very much in love we would choose to spend our time with each other because that's where we wanted to be so uh, so, uh... There's a there's a there's a fourth step here that I'm. Well, gonna I get believe to. that leads into because we had established this relationship, you made the choice right then and there that you were going to be in it. Like, it doesn't matter, right? It was not right. that it doesn't matter, but I made that choice because I had I had this philosophy that I created early on in my relationship times because I was a serial monogamist who started having long-term relationships mm -hmm. in like sixth grade. Yeah. What a stupid dumbhead, but, <laughs> um, but I had made this decision early on in life. Is this something that I'm willing to end the relationship over? Mm -hmm. If it's not, I'm not, I'm going to try to not fight over it. Yeah. You've always, if I have to, like if that. it can walk away, if I'm going to walk away from it, I need to walk away from it. So I evaluate that. But step four is be in it for the long haul. If you want to, it, that make that choice. But if you're going to be try to be in it for that long haul, that means you have to you learn from the lessons. You just learned something. You learned some powerful lessons about how to get through this. And hopefully you learned some lessons about how love works, how your, your love partner, works. Right? Yeah. Because, because if they get, if they came clean to you, you have to be very how they react when yeah. they're hurting and in pain, mm -hmm. and what can be done to fix that. Don't you, Pete? Don't you feel like this experience was the first time that we were kind of forced into that? We have to actually discuss feelings. Oh yeah, um, I was I was meat. I was steak and potatoes and for every meal and a uh a talented gulp of stuffing down whatever i was feeling mm -hmm. up before that but we talked to each other we, we did our my love language was touchy-feely and that worked for you and that is how we got through those first few years yes but it, you also communicated like your love you did you were texting me every morning Yes, because I decided I was in it for the long haul. And what that means is you you learn from it, but you don't keep bringing it up. It's not. Yeah. That's a thing that happened. You can't. It, I mean, I'm sure every d marriage counselor. Says it's it. not a barb in your tail that yeah. you get to whip like, you know, you like Clooney solar. from you Redwall. You don't get to just <laughs> use this poison barb to say, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, you're being a jerk today. I wanted to play some video games this afternoon with my friends. Well, here's a whip 
you cheated on me. Yeah, right. You don't get that. No, you, that's not how that's it works. That's not what marriage is. And it's not a, hey, no, you did it. I get to do it too. That is not how it works. And if you are take approaching it that way, I caution you to just get out or get some counseling. Absolutely. Uh, so step four is get, you know, learn from those lessons, create new memories. Number five is if you were cheated on, you have the choice now. You always have a choice every day, folks. No matter what relationship you're in, you have that choice mm-hmm. every day. If, but in the situation where you're cheated on, if you have the choice to leave or get it over with, make that choice early and commit to it. It's because feelings are involved. There's a lot of heavy stuff going on here. It's okay to change your mind later on, but give it some thought and commit to the choice. If you forgive, you for, you better forgive. This is one more zinger. This isn't one more zinger that you get. Not that Clooney situation. If you forgive, then get over it. If it does weigh on to you a little bit differently in the future, bring that up, because that's come. That's create a relationship where you can bring things up like that. It's like, hey. Yes, which leads into step six. I haven't talked about this for years, but you know, when when you cheated on me, I remember Mm -hmm. it made me feel this, and I never really said that. And then it's like, oh shit. And then I feel a little bit lighter, Mm -hmm. as some would say, a little bit lighter in the loafers. (laughs) (laughs) So that's step six, which is my absolute favorite. It's how you develop every good relationship. Communication. You have to be able to communicate. We communicated that high five by looking at each other's elbows to make sure we didn't hit. Honestly, I was looking into your eyes, Pete. So you just lied. That's bad communication. Ah, Jesus Christ. We're You're setting us up. Turn this off. Nothing we say matters (laughs) from this point. It was all based on Uh, that high five that barely happened. (laughs) Okay, so communication. When you have those feelings of jealousy pop up those like pete said unresolved pain that randomly is just like oh yeah yeah you know if if your partner needs new information from that situation don't be like shocked like it has been 15 years are you you know are you seriously bringing that up well yeah it hurt and it was a life-changing moment And if they change the way that they processed it, maybe they were trying really hard to process it in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And suddenly they can't. Be understanding to that. See if there's a way that you can work through it. But it's not going to get better on its own in those situations. So you got to start stepping up and communicating actively and maybe even get somebody to talk in between you. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you do that? There are, you know tons of programs out there where because we were part of a religious organization at the time they helped us out which we have negative (laughs) feelings about how they handled the situation one positive outcome was that they did get us into counseling immediately it was free um that was and our experience there i think reflected our desire to fix what our situation was and we had our six sessions and we were done do you remember that couple in that waiting room? 
Mm-hmm. And it was, you could tell fly fishing guy, you know, a camouflage hat, grumpy a little bit, looking at us, young, mm-hmm. 23, 24, and saying, huh. How long you guys been married? Three years. Us getting ready for our first yeah. counseling session. Wow. Already. Three years and you're already here. It's like, fuck off, dude. We could have been here to prevent this. Yeah. We, I mean, we weren't, but I think we got better from it. So we did. So, sir. Communicate. And if you need somebody to help communicate, ignore that asshole. Yeah. Get help. Every get a better boy. hat it looks also, dumb. dumb it doesn't hat. blend in with the background okay so but as you communicate i want to i want to point this out you weirdo geek um you said that i created a place where you felt safe to communicate and that's how you build on your communication like your relationship will build as you communicate more which further creates a safe place where you know whatever you say it's going to be okay and we can work through it and so as shitty as it was as painful as it was the fact that um it happened kind of earlier on in our marriage it did truly set us up to be to have that strong foundation um Mm -hmm. not that i'm out here recommending to newlyweds like hey go cheat and it will establish a great foundation no but um you'll get off if you're a guy if you're a woman you probably might not statistically guys come on do a better job also come on now come on just get satisfied you know i bet that'll fix a lot of it right Do it on your own if you have to, but I don't know what we were talking about. If you were closing up something important. I was closing up the fact that you can survive this. Infidelity doesn't need to be the end of your relationship. Um, However, I am quite proud of our relationship. I genuinely, if I, I answer a lot of advice. Yeah, I do as well. (laughs) Relationship advice questions from people who have known me over the years Mm -hmm. and I because I think they see the connection that we have and they want that. Not yeah. necessarily that they think I'm an expert in any situation, but they they like what we have. So yeah. this is the kind this is the way you elevate to I guess we're we reach nirvana, I suppose. We're, have we? <laughs> yeah. We're there. No. Do I have to start liking the band now? I mean, you did turn that song up the other day or you did Oh, yeah. wait. You oh, didn't turn it up. But he I just, didn't turn it off. Yeah, I went turn to it turn off. it down and I didn't. Because <laughs> and you let me sing it. I arbitrarily made the distinction as a teenager to hate Nirvana <laughs> because they were you, white people music yeah. and Not chose to look no chance. further. And I washed them aside and listened to the Weird Al version. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you cheated on me. And God we survived. Damn it. Yeah, God we really damn. did, and I'm happy for it. And here we are talking about it. And then um we're pretty you know, we're pretty happy. 
pretty happy. Really. We're pretty happy. We're pretty happy. Like after it happened, go get a, you know, some tests done. Because you know, I like it's unexpected. Immediately. Oh, it's an I unexpected. Talk about that. The fact that my fucking doctor. So obviously, I go in to get tested. My gynecologist. I had just had like two children, so I was pretty close with them because like you're going to um, monthly checkups when you're pregnant, right? So I knew this guy well, right? And I go in to get. He's generally a nice guy. Yeah. We liked him for the most part. I loved him. Um, I go in to get um, STD screening, or do they call it STIs now? I can't remember. STD screening. And he's like, why would you need that? Like, you're married. You know, he knew our story. And like, you could see we were crying. He even made a comment about, like, I could see tears on his eyes. Right. Commenting on the fact that you were crying. And then... Um, so he didn't say, I don't think he did, like, he just commented on the fact, like, why, mm-hmm. the, why do you, you know, just rude like that. But later down the line, when I had a follow-up checkup, just to make sure everything was clear and good to go, he asked me the question, how could you let this happen? Why would you do that? Really? I didn't know yeah. that. And I had processed it a little bit at this time. And I was like, you know, I, I truly don't have an answer for that question. Like, I don't know why I did it, but I do know it happened for a reason. And I feel closer to my husband than than I ever have before. And his reply to that was, well, that's a cop out. He did not have, He had no place to shame you. Yeah. That's not his and place in that situation. He did wasn't I not do everything? Immediately after to fix it? Yeah. I, immediately it... after. Because you were there within a day or two. You made the appointment yep. the same day or the next day because it was nighttime. Right. And it was... How did you let this happen? Well, you know how it happens. You're a gynecologist. I know. Shouldn't you be like educating people on this? Like, hey, if you cheat, rather than shaming people for because he has to know how often this happens, right? Because once we got in behind the scenes in the church, we learned, oh wow, everybody, oh like we can't help call them because so everybody knows instantly who's worthy and who's not. Yeah. Oh, that was a bit of that's a bit of dirt. I didn't tangenting here. This is another topic. I did not intend to spill that tea. So let's wrap this up because that is another topic we will definitely be discussing. Um, But this has been fun sharing my story yet again, John. Oh, cut that shit. Let's wrap this up. Telling your story. It's just all I know how to do, apparently. Yes, telling my story. I wonder what happened to you next that's going to. You capture my feelings very well. Well, thank you for and being my muse. I'm sorry I, that I your think... pain is my muse. <laughs> well, I I think I'm your muse because, and I hate the word because it just shows I've been through a shit ton, but resilient. I'm a very resilient person. I've survived a lot. You have as well. 
So maybe next week we can bring up one of your past traumas. Oh no, I I don't have any. I'm, <laughs> I, I I talk about those on TikTok only. Those are yeah, that's true. You want to learn about eating up. disorders and uh, youth sports? Go follow Peter T Bags on TikTok. TikTok. All right, let's I'm, I joined the youths. I joined the youths. I am MJ. And I am Peter T. Bags. Thank you so much for being here. Okay, so let's dive into one of the questions that the people who knew it happened always asked me. It was like the first question they went into. It was probably the first question you said or some version of this. How could you let this happen? How could you do this? There's an airplane flying above us right now. This is more of a sound check type deal. We can record or cut this airplane part out. Or maybe it's interesting. Maybe you want to know what the sound of the airplane flying over my house right now looks like or sounds like. Yeah, if maybe it's you do, sound. but if you do, that's pretty weird because that sound is terrifying. So. Cut the sound here sharply. Okay. So let's dive into one of the first questions that I always got asked with, you know, whoever knew me or knew the situation had happened. How could you let this do? How could you let this happen? How could you do that? Right. And as everyone asked me that, I, I, my true and honest answer in that point was, I don't know because it didn't make sense logically. Like I had this man who was working so hard for me, for our family, overtime all the time. Like I was taking the care of the kids. Like this was the plan we had both agreed to, right Pete? And you know, like in my mind, I'm just like, they're right, how could I do this? And as years have progressed and we've worked through it, it's, yes, I, I was the one who did it, but there were multiple people involved, right? And not that I blame you in any way, right? It's just circumstances are going to lead to situations I... and you need to be prepared for those. I was in a culture that valued working lots of oh, extra yeah. hours, and I was working lots of extra hours. I feel like Plus that was pushed to, on you. To... And then I started with my fitness aspect at that time. Yeah, and, you did. And so, it was a lot of time away from you. It was like very it was much... reasonable time away. Yeah. Except for the work stuff. That was too much. Well, the work stuff is always going to be too much. 30 hour work week at most. Come on, let's make that happen. At most, like, we should be able to enjoy life. That's another topic for a different day. Oh, no. Oh, no. M's gone. Call me. <laughs> What's happened? Jeez, it's That's like... a subject for another day after we've done research. Okay, I, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. But it's like... just I stayed up all night thinking about that last night, so it's like fresh on my that's good. That's a good. It's a topic that excites you. It exhilarates you. 
make you have a OneNote in your phone that you should make an app or a note of it right now so that you don't forget it. Should I do that? Yeah, and I will totally cover this bridge portion while okay. you do that. Great. I'm going to eat more. Than... No, that's not what we planned. Yes, no, the note. Me. The note no. in your phone. We needed to put the note in your <laughs> phone for Move on. the okay. podcast topic idea. Right. So you had had started up a relationship with somebody that I worked with. Mm-hmm. It was dumb. <laughs> Here's the thing that I've learned. And I've wanted to talk about it for a little while with you. I was Me? made a cuckold. I'm sorry. Um, so I've been wanting to talk about how I do have this desperate need to have people love me. And looking back on a lot of people that I pursued relationships with, I don't necessarily, like, I can't really say that I had anything in common with them. It's just, I truly wanted every person that I've met to feel valued and loved. And then like, I get into this relationship and I'm just like, fuck, what am I doing? Right? And then I retreat and I hurt these people. And that sucks. Like, I'm not saying that for every relationship that I've had since we've been poly, but there have definitely been some people that I've hurt. And yeah, I don't know what that has to do with infidelity, but I thought I should bring it up. It's all about pain and trust. That's, that's, that's what infidelity is. It's the breaking of the trust. So mm -hmm. like people say, there's always, I heard, I listen into what the kids are listening to. And I heard one of their TikToks say, is it cheating to uh, have texts with a, or with a woman who doesn't have a boyfriend or is not in a relationship? And like the TikTok they were watching said, yes, hmm. it's cheating. And I'm, gonna back right up there and just say that is not and if you are in a relationship that is telling you that it is that is a controlling relationship that you should escape escape right out of town yeah i mean we had this discussion a little bit the other night about i was raised mm -hmm. to believe that i could not have any male friends at all and if i did that was that was disrespectful to my spouse. Um, and, but like growing up, I was always, I mean. You were drawn to? I have my girls, right? Like I will never discount them, but I was more drawn to. Offensive acronym to describe your friends. What? Just your friends had an offensive acronym to describe themselves that the other group of friends mm. used. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where I went with that, but this can just be like one of those sound checks. I've never used this microphone, so how's it going to sound? Oh, that's a good idea to like do a sound check before you actually record everything. Because what if this sounds like garbage? You know, some sound checks have gone down in legend. One oh. guy I heard about learned that his sound was bad. 
on a sound check, and then he fixed it, and then in their live show, it wasn't bad. Oh, that's good that he did that. So we have learned from sound check guy. And now I'm all the way leaning back in my chair, and now I, I'll see if in the podcast if I'm leaning back in my chair and talking at a normal rate, if it's picked mm-hmm. up by this snowball. Indeed, indeed. From my I haven't moved at all, so I'm going to record the bong uptake, and oh, then I'll man. move in closer and see how that sounds. How does? How do you sound? I love or this kombucha, and I'm gonna have more kombucha later. The glass got stuck there for a minute, indicating its need of a cleaning. Clean your bong once or twice a week, children. Oh, that's man. my water you knocked over. Sorry it's okay. I'm not a person who gets upset about a spilled cup of water. I'm the type of person who gets upset when, like, people get make an uproar about a character being the wrong color or whatever, you know? No, I don't know. Do you want to elaborate on that? I don't know, it's not like old news, or it's not like new news or anything, but I remember like when the Thor movies came out, and Idris Elba was Himdall, and people were oh, like... Oh, he was the wrong color. Yeah, he's like... Oh, that's stupid. This guy who's in charge of the Rainbow Bridge has to be white. Oh, you mean... Because he was a You mean Norse... race. I thought you meant like the costume they were in. No. Okay. I like... This is third eye, so if you put this and center your third eye and you're able to pick it up and keep it stuck to your head, then that means you've got something stuck to your head. 